Hey girlfriend, welcome to Journey to Limitless podcast. Together on this show, we are on a mission to build belief in ourselves and live a life of freedom despite what tries to hold us back. I'm your host, Court, an empowerment coach, travel enthusiast, and a chronic illness warrior who over the last seven years has built a life that I am so obsessed with and proud of, but it definitely has not come easy. So on the show, we're going to keep it real as we talk about adapting positive mindsets through hardship, taking action towards our dreams, and finding peace and freedom from hustle culture and chronic stress. Are you with me? Let's get going on your own journey to limitless. Hi friends, welcome back to Journey to Limitless Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here today for this episode. And I did not have an episode last week because I was starting to feel a little off. Like I was just like feeling really off and I couldn't explain why. And it just wasn't it. Like I don't like to show up to this podcast when I don't have the energy, when it feels more forceful. I want to show up when I truly desire to and I really honored that last week. Uh, So this week's episode, I'm back even though... If you can hear my voice, I now sound very nasally and blah, but I actually feel really good. So I'm here and I'm super excited uh, because I am three days out from Greece. I am going to Greece solo on Thursday and I come back April 2nd, well, April 1st really, but obviously it takes time to travel. So I'll be back in the US on April 2nd. Um, and I'm three days out from this trip that I booked. I think I booked this at the end of November. So I'm beyond excited and I'm just riding that wave of excitement. And so this week's episode, I really wanted to talk about this trip and what this trip means to me, why I'm choosing to do this by myself, um, like my intentions going into this trip, why I booked it, and how I'm going to care for myself as a woman with chronic illness who is going solo traveling and also just how I'm going to be safe as a solo female traveler. So we're going to be talking about all of those things today in this podcast episode. So thank you for being here. Let's go ahead and jump right in. So I booked this trip back in November because in November I was dealing with a flare-up of my ulcerative colitis. And, you know, I, I was supposed to go to San Diego in August, which I canceled because I like just didn't have the money. And, you know, I I was prioritizing other things. And then I had to cancel a trip to Phoenix, Arizona in October for Empower Her Live because I was really sick. The day that I was supposed to leave, I had my bags packed and everything. I ended up having to go to the emergency room to get a higher dose of prednisone and just get some help because I was desperate to just feel better. My health was rapidly declining and I just could not make it to Phoenix. And I was so down about it. And then, and then I ended up, what did I do? I booked a trip to Tulum. Uh, I think, I think I booked that after my heart stuff in, uh, in September. I was supposed to go to Tulum for my birthday in December, but my health was just still not right. Like I just still was really not, you know, I just wouldn't have been safe. I didn't feel confident going and actually enjoying myself traveling that soon, you know, so I honored myself. And so then I told myself that I'm going to be going somewhere once I start to feel better. So honestly, Greece just popped into my mind. I chose Greece because I have always wanted to go to Greece. Uh, I was actually going through some journals a few, like from, from a few years ago. And I wrote, think back in like 2015, 2018, like the top country that I wanted to visit was Greece. So it was a no-brainer for me that Greece was where I wanted to go. Like, honestly, once I got my mind on Greece, I was like, yep, that's it. There was nothing else that really came up. Like, I was like, no, that's exactly where I want to go. 
So I picked Greece. And honestly, the reason why I'm deciding to go by myself is because for one, (laughs) traveling with other people can just be very difficult. Like I love my best friend, but when I booked the trip to Tulum for my birthday, we were supposed to go together, booked our hostel and everything. And then she ended up not being able to go. Obviously I didn't go either, but I was supposed to go with her. And then I was going to end up going by myself because honestly, I just get really for travel peace of mind for travel. For me, I really just enjoy just being able to go and not having to wait on other people or rely on other people. Like, I just love the flexibility of solo travel. Like, I decided I wanted to go and I don't have to check with anybody. I don't have to make sure their schedules work. Like, it works for me. Great. I'm going to go. And that's like one of the best things about solo travel. I also decided to do this trip by myself because coming back from all of my health issues and stuff, I really just want this trip to be what I need it to be. So, I'm a very social person, so I'm going to Athens, and I'm going to be staying in a hostel, which is going to be like my social time. I'm meeting new people, which I'm super excited about, Uh, but then I'm also going to be going to Santorini, where I'm going to be staying in an Airbnb. It's going to be more my solo, um, healing, you know, very just intentional time with myself, really honoring myself, really um, just like just caring for myself, you know? I've been through a lot the last few months and this trip is like, I mean, I get emotional just even thinking about this trip because thinking about where I was a few months ago, I'm like, oh my God, I cannot believe I get to go to Greece. I cannot believe that my health is so good right now that I can go do this trip. Like, I can believe it because I've been taking care of myself, but I'm just so grateful, you know? So I just know that this trip's gonna be exactly what I need it to be, especially for my health and for my healing journey. And I'm just so grateful that I'm doing this alone. And I know that a lot of times when I tell people that I'm going to Greece alone, I hear everything. I hear, aren't you scared? Why don't you go with somebody? Are you going to be safe? Why do you want to go by yourself? Like people just don't get it. And unless you've gone on a solo adventure before, or you have that desire, I understand it because you think that maybe I'm doing it because I don't have friends or maybe I'm doing it because I don't know, but when you have the deep desire to solo travel, like it's very difficult to explain that desire to other people. Um, And I just feel that when I solo travel, that allows me to really be like one with the universe. Like one, I'm just going to be really going with the flow. And that's just, that's what I love, you know? And like I said, it opens you up to meeting new people. Like I've met some incredible people solo traveling. I've met some incredible people traveling, period. Um, and I just feel like it really opens you up and I'm just so, so excited about it. So, so excited about it. Um, so now I just kind of want to talk about how I am preparing for this trip as someone with chronic illness, because truthfully, you know, when I was really sick a few months ago, I really, in my mind was thinking that I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to travel the world the way that I really want to ever again. You know, last time I went traveling solo was back in 2018, I went to Iceland and Amsterdam. I was supposed to go to Europe completely by myself, but then I ended up, I had a boyfriend at the time and ended up meeting him out there. Um, But yeah, so I thought that this wasn't even going to be possible for me. So going into this, I wanted to make sure that I am doing things that will still honor my health. Like I'm not doing this to like hurt my health. I really care about my health. So how can I travel in a way that 
will ensure my safety for my chronic illness and yeah, just kind of give me peace of mind as I travel. So one of the things is with this medication that I'm on, there is a risk of blood clots, which I was like, oh God, like I'm going to be on this 10 hour flight to Germany and then I go to Greece. Like how 10 hour flight, like I need to make sure that I'm, you know, taking care of myself on this flight. Um, and so I don't get blood clots. So I'm going to be moving around a lot. I'm going to be like tapping my feet. I'm going to be massaging myself. And I have that in my mind. Like, I know that that's something that I'm definitely going to be able to do, make sure that I do. Um, and then, you know, with my medication, always making sure that we have our medication in our carry-on bag, never putting our medication in a checked bag. I'm not checking a bag this time, but always, always, always making sure whatever medications you need are in your carry-on. That way, if you do lose your luggage, you do not lose your medication, right? Um, The third thing that I'm doing to make sure that I'm staying healthy is I don't really drink alcohol anymore. Um, Actually, I don't drink alcohol anymore. And I I don't, haven't really had alcohol since August. So one thing that I do want to say is my health is in a pretty good spot, but I'm definitely not like, you know, in remission yet. So when I go to Athens and I'm going to be at staying at a hostel, I know that I'm going to be around people that are drinking. And I really just don't want to drink like that, you know, to get drunk or party. So I just know that I can go out and still have a great time. I don't need to drink alcohol if I don't feel like it, you know? Um, I do want to say that when I go to Santorini, I do have a wine tour to tasting because the wine in Santorini is very special because there's volcanic soil and it just has a very unique taste and I'm more so doing that for the experience but even then I'm not going to be drinking probably the whole samples you know I'm going to just be taking sips of them um and that's just my personal choice with having a digestive disease like I know that I can't I'm not there to be like drinking and partying you know being just very intentional about my health and still honoring my health while I'm there um, I have boundaries with that, you know, and I had to set them before because, you know, I've stayed at hostels before and a lot of times how you meet people is over drinks and stuff. So, you know, there's that worry that, oh, I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel um, encouraged to drink or, but like, I just know that I can't, you know, so that's one way that I'm definitely going to be honoring my chronic illness while I'm traveling is just reminding myself that just because I'm somewhere else doesn't mean that like my whole lifestyle has to change you know I can still honor my chronic illness I can still take care of myself like if I get tired I'm gonna go take a nap um, and that's okay just kind of taking the experience for what it is and not putting any expectations on myself while I'm traveling um, how else am I going to be honoring my chronic illness and taking care of myself? Um, oh, so I'm actually going to be having a call with my insurance today to make sure that I have health insurance coverage. This is really important, um, for people with chronic illness or honestly just people in general, because you really never know what can happen overseas. Um, you know, anything can happen. And if we don't have medical insurance, we could you know, get a huge bill. So not that, you know, sometimes insurance is not that great anyway, but you know, so today I'm actually going to call my insurance and just see if they offer any, um, international medical insurance. Uh, and if not, then I'm going to, I have another resource, I think through blue cross and blue shield that someone mentioned to me about to see 
if I can just get some coverage while I am traveling for a week. I'm not too stressed about it because I am only traveling for a week. If I was traveling for way longer, I probably would have done this way before. Um, But yeah, so that's just something to look into, something to think about is medical insurance uh, as we travel because I don't want something to happen and then I'm screwed or, you know, so in case I need medications or anything, like I will have coverage. Um, so yeah, those are really the top things that I'm really doing to make sure that I'm staying safe as a woman with chronic illness as a solo traveler. Like I know that I can still do this. I know that I can still travel the world. There's just going to be precautions that I have to take that, you know, typical people don't have to take for their health as a solo travel. It doesn't mean that just because we have a chronic illness doesn't mean that our whole dreams have to go out the window. And like, I'm about to cry right now because I truly didn't think that I would be able to do this again, you know, and I'm proving to myself that I can while also still taking care of myself, which I think is just really, really important, you know? Um, and yeah, so I'm going to do another episode when I get back from Greece, probably to just like loop you in on how it went for me and everything. Um, so now I kind of just want to talk about how I am preparing for this trip to Greece, how I kind of planned it out to ensure that I'm safe as a solo female traveler. So the first thing that I did was I figured out where I wanted to stay and the kind of experience that I really wanted to have. And truthfully, I always feel really safe around other solo female travelers or just solo travelers in general because they understand the safety you know, mindset. And um, so if you are brand new to solo traveling, I highly recommend staying in some hostels. But I would go even a step further and Google or research the top hostels in the area for solo travelers specifically. Uh, I did this. And so when I go to Athens, I'm going to be staying at Athens Backpackers, which is in the neighborhood of the Plaka neighborhood in Athens, which is a really nice neighborhood. Um, I've heard that Athens is kind of not, you know, the cleanest city, but I'm actually going to be staying in one of the better neighborhoods, very close to all the attractions. And um, it's very social, not social, um, it's very solo traveler friendly, uh, actually within the hostel world app. So I'll link it down in the show notes for you. Um, once you are staying at the place, I actually got an email notification saying that there's a whole chat going on where I can connect with travelers before I go. And, um, they have just all these, like, honestly, every five minutes, I feel like I'm getting a notification of travelers that want to meet up with other travelers and I'm not even there yet. So I'm just super excited. Um, cause I personally always feel really safe around other solo travelers, like I said. And, um, yeah, so highly recommend staying in a hostel if you are brand new to solo traveling, cause it will allow you to travel alone without feeling alone. I find that when, when you stay in a Airbnb or a hotel, like, yes, you can still meet people out, but your chances of meeting people are so much higher when you stay in a hostel where you're around other travelers. And a lot of times they have activities to do, uh, social events. Um, this hostel that I'm staying at, there's like a rooftop bar and I think they do like walking tours and that's just great opportunity to like get to explore with new people, which I'm so excited about. That's like the best part of traveling. Um, so yeah. And if that's not really your vibe, you know, just definitely also just doing research of where you're staying as well. Like when I go to Santorini, I'm going to be staying like a 10 minute walk from the like city center of Fira. And it's apparently a very quiet, very, um, you know, very 
like centralized neighborhood, but also very quiet. And I did research when I was looking at the Airbnb for that to see what the reviews are and what people were saying. So just definitely, yeah, just being mindful of where you're saying um, and how you can make that easier for yourself is if you are staying in an Airbnb, staying somewhere that's you know, a safe neighborhood, but also kind of close to things in case you need things. Like for me, saying 10 minutes to from the town, I'm like, okay, great. That's 10 minute walk. Perfect. That's, you know, I know that I'm not even going to have to get a rental car. I mean, I am getting a rental car in Santorini, but for different reasons, but I'm close to the things that I, you know, I'm close to restaurants. I'm close to where things are happening, but far enough out that I feel safe, you know? So just doing research. So number two are just some things that I purchase to give me a little bit more peace of mind um, while I am traveling. So the three things that I purchase that I think are really important as a traveler in general, but especially like a solo female traveler, um, is a lock. First thing is a lock because, you know, a lot of times you'll be, if you stay at a hostel, they have locks, but for your own peace of mind, it's just better to have your own lock with your own code. And um, this lock specifically... I'll link it in the show notes for you, but it has like a, like a, like a, um, like a wire so I can lock up my whole bag if I need to. And it just gives it a little bit more, like if, if I can't actually fit the lock, I have this wire that I can twirl around and just make it work. You know, um, that's really important because you want peace of mind when you're staying in a hostel. And as much as we love travelers, (laughs) I love staying in hostels, but you never know who is actually staying at these hostels, right? So just always having your guard up um, and yeah, just like being smart and having a lock will just really give you peace of mind, gives me peace of mind. The second thing that I purchased was a money belt. So I have this money belt. It's like a fanny pack that I stick, I like wear it underneath my pants and that's where I put my passport. That's where I put my money. That's where I put my phone. Anything that's really important I have in this money belt. Because there are pickpocketers at the airports, um, in the city centers, like really anywhere. So just being really cautious. And they are smart people. (laughs) So you do not want to get pickpocketed. And then one of the best ways to do this, to prevent this, is to wear a money belt. Because if you have all of your things in your bag and you leave it, like I've lost bags. I literally left my bag in Amsterdam. I was out by myself and I lost my bag. And luckily I didn't have anything important on me because in that bag because everything was in my, was on me, on my persons, in my money belt. So I can't tell you how important that is because yeah, for one, you can leave it somewhere. For two, you could get pickpocketed. And yeah, I just think it's smart to just have it on you. So I'll link the money belt in the show notes for you. I'll link everything that I'm talking about in the show notes for you. Um, If you're like wanting to prepare for a solo trip, highly recommend getting a money belt. Uh, the third thing that I have is a birdie. Maybe you have a birdie, but it's this little alarm that if, you know, I feel threatened or somebody's coming at me or I'm being attacked or whatever, I have this alarm on me that I just pull and it makes this like ear screeching noise. This is just going to give me peace of mind if I am walking by myself and something happens. Um, so yeah, that's just peace of mind. Either having mace, a birdie, something on you, you know, having something that that you can bring through TSA that will give you some peace of mind as you are exploring by yourself. Um, The third thing that I kind of want to add in there is just making sure that you're not walking through sketchy areas, like doing research on the areas that you are traveling to. Um, I'm all about 
you know, going with the flow and being flexible and wandering around, but also just being mindful of where you are wandering to in the time of day. You know, there are some places that are safe during the day that are not safe at nighttime. So you just want to make sure that you are aware of that and at least just try not to be out super late past dark, like past dark, late, you know? So just being really like just using your intuition, being smart. And, um, yeah, just like, just, you know, if you wouldn't do that at home, don't do it in a, in a foreign country, you know? So that's kind of my perspective on that too. Okay. And this last tip really kind of comes, I think either if you are traveling in the off season, like I am, or you're traveling in the high tourist season, I am all about being go with the flow, but I think if you want to do very specific things, especially, yeah, if it's the off season or even in tour season because they can fill up either side of the spectrum, I just think it's important to do some research and make sure that you can do these things, right? Um, And book some things ahead of time. You know, I, like I said, have always been a very go with the flow person, but what I'm finding with this Greek trip is that a lot of the things in Santorini that I have to, that I'm planning to do, I've had to book ahead of time. Like I basically have a whole itinerary for Santorini, which I am usually not that type of traveler, but I kind of had to because either things are closed or they need reservations ahead of time or yeah. So just being prepared for that and not just like getting somewhere and then you realize that everything's closed or you should have made reservations or everything's booked up. Just doing some research before you go. Um, And just making sure that you can do the things that you want to do. Like I'll give you an example. Like I said, I really wanted to go to a winery in Santorini, but a lot of the really authentic wineries that I because I don't want to just like go to one that's like crappy. Like I want to go to like a nice winery where I can really taste the difference in the wine and everything. Um, I want to pay for the experience, right? They only take two guests. Like that's the minimum reservation that you can get. So I actually emailed them and I'm hoping I'll get a response. Otherwise I have a reservation at a different winery, but I had to do that ahead of time. I also, I'm going to a volcano, a hot springs tour, which I'm a little bit nervous about because it's only going to be March. So I'm like, I heard that you have to like jump off the boat and swim. And I'm like, oh gosh, I hope this water is not going to be like freezing cold. But anyway, I had to book that ahead of time. Um, so yeah, anyway, you just want to do some research before you go. Um, and also just like leaving some space for flexibility. Cause that's really where some of the magic is. Like a lot of the things that I have planned, I am also leaving a lot of things open. Um, So like I'm not booking thing after thing after thing in one day. It's like, oh, I'm going to do this that day. And then the rest of the day, I'm going to have free time. I'm going to do this the next day. Oh, and then I have the rest of the day to do free time, you know? So kind of doing it mixed up. So the last tip that I want to give you is just doing your research before you go. So you know what to expect. So you don't just land somewhere and are blindsided, not expecting things because yeah, you just don't want that. So I'll give you an example. I have been doing so much research about Greece the last few weeks, especially like this last week. And I've come to realize a lot of things that I did not expect about Greece. For one of them is you cannot flush the toilet paper in Greece. The pipes just cannot handle toilet paper. And I'm so happy that I know about this ahead of time. So I am not that person that flushes toilet paper down the toilet. Um, And I did not expect this, but apparently there are signs everywhere that remind you not to flush toilet paper. So 
I, you know, I'll, I'll be okay. But I'm just really happy that I know that ahead of time. The other thing that I'm really happy that I know about Greece ahead of time is that you cannot drink the tap water in most of the islands, Santorini, which I'm going to, and in most places in Athens. It's just not cleanly, um, especially in the islands. They like transport the water to the islands and it can just cause for contamination, which is just really important for me to know because I just bought one of those like bladders for uh, my day pack and I'm like, oh, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to really use that unless I like pour water bottles into it. So yeah, it's just it's just good to be prepared and know what to expect. So a great way to find these things out is our great friend Google. You can just Google top 10 things to know in this country. You know, there's a bunch of YouTube videos, which I have just been binging uh, about like do's and don'ts, um, things to expect in this country. And yeah, you can just get a, get a lot of great tips from people that have experienced this country before you. I think this is really, really important so you don't just land and are blindsided by some crazy thing that you did not expect, you know? So definitely very important. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up, but I hope that this was really helpful for you. I'm so excited to share this experience as it's happening on social media. I'll be, you know, posting things on Instagram when I feel like it. Um, just bringing you along if you want to follow along. Uh, I'm at journey to limitless underscore on Instagram. That's J O U R N E Y T O L I M I T L E S S underscore. It's also going to be linked down the show notes. So you can just head down there and click. But for the podcast, I do plan to do an episode once I get back, just letting you know how my experience was. Um, this is going to be a very, I'm going doing this trip for healing purposes. And since this podcast is for women who are on a healing journey, I just want to bring you along on like what this experience was like for me and what I took away. And yeah, so expect an episode once I get back all about that. Um, and yeah, I definitely want to talk more about solo travel on this podcast more. I had a friend on a few weeks ago, Melanie, uh, I think it was episode 87 or 88. And we talked all about, you know, how she used solo travel for healing. Um, so yeah, more conversations about solo travel, because truthfully, that's why I'm doing this. And I want to make it more approachable for women. I want solo travel to be more approachable. And I want people, especially with chronic illness, you know, as long as, you know, I don't want you to put your health at risk. And that's why I really want to open up this conversation about the fears that I had and, you know, just preparing for this, making sure that I'm still going to be able to take care of my health as I go. So more conversations on this to come. If you love this episode, definitely let me know because that will confirm to do more of this. Um, and I would just love to connect with you. I always love getting messages saying that you love the episodes and that they're impactful. So definitely let me know and I will talk with you soon. I hope that you have a great week ahead of you and yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means so much to me that you're here and that you're taking the time to listen to the podcast. If you found this episode to be valuable to you, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with your friends who you think could also really benefit from this message. You can take a screenshot of you listening and tag me in your Instagram stories. I am at journey to limitless underscore. That also gives me the chance to connect with you and say thank you. So until next week, I hope that you have an amazing week ahead of you and I'll talk to you then.